we've got to think, what is my capacity? Where am I putting my energy? And how can I not be spread so thin? I need empathy in my bucket. I need love. I need that care. I need that what makes me me in my bucket rather than being stretched too thin and too far and I'm too worried and I'm suffering from comparisonitis. What's in your bucket? How full is it? What support do you need? You can book a focus call with me. The link is in the show notes as well. Of course, it's all over my website because I love chatting with people. I love meeting people and you can email me. Love to hear from you. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners responding directly to the needs of a practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, something clinical, you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in practice. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for our episodes. If you'd like more support, get in contact, and I look forward to working with you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? So today, I wanted to talk to you about your empathy bucket. Now, I've referred to the empathy bucket before, and then people have said to me, oh, wow, I've never heard it described like that. That is so true. So let me talk to you about that empathy bucket, and let's talk about busy, and let's talk about full. So I've been sending this out in a few of my emails of late. So the Friday email, if you're not on the list and you'd like the Friday afternoon email, then you can get it. It's easy. My link to my website is on the show notes and you can just click on there and ask to go on the newsletter. Easy. So let's talk about the empathy bucket and let's talk about busy. So as far as I'm concerned, burnout is real, right? We all agree. Burnout is real. There is tons of research on burnout. On my website, there is a free webinar on burnout and understanding burnout. Now, when we think about burnout, we think about lots of different things. We talk about, think about the stress of home, being overworked, being on call all the time, never getting a break, pressure of work. But what we've got as practitioners, and it doesn't matter who you are, what art you're involved in, generally, we have a lot of empathy. Otherwise, we wouldn't do what we're doing. Now, not everybody does. Some people are in it for different reasons. But generally, we're a very empathetic bunch, right? And so there's only so much empathy that you've got before you're out and you just turn around and tears don't affect you anymore. And you've entered burnout. And recognizing where you are in that scale is what I call the empathy bucket. We only have so much empathy. We only have so much care. We only have so much to give before our well or our bucket is empty. So when we think about that bucket, what are all the other things that are going on for you? Because it might be, so when I look at a lot of my medical friends and a number of my practitioner friends, they have a partner who's dealing with the kids, cooking the dinner, doing all the things. And because they're able to share that load or the load is put to the other partner, they're able to work longer hours or do more, or they have nannies. A friend of mine, full-time anaesthetist, when she was full-time, I think, no, I think she's still full-time, but she doesn't need it now. Her kids are grown up, but she had nannies. So she had nannies picking up the kids, nannies looking after the kids. Sometimes she was there with the nannies because she'd be working nights, weekends, things like that. But she had a number of young women who would be caring with her for the children. It was the only way she could do the whole thing. And she was single parenting. So 
we can only do a certain amount within our capacity. Now, when I had a baby, I was breastfeeding a baby and I had a toddler and I was trying to work one, maybe three clients a week and I was at capacity. My empathy bucket was empty. I was trying to, I was short on sleep. I was trying to give all the love to a toddler and a new baby. Hubby's at work all of the time. So I was pretty much on my own. We just moved countries. So things were financially tight. So my empathy bucket was always running really, really low. So seeing more than one, maybe three clients a week would hit my maximum. And I was nursing as well. So I was doing mornings. So my empathy bucket ran out really quickly and I needed that bit of extra time. I had, as soon as I could, we had a nanny. So, you know, only a few hours a day because I still was breastfeeding, so she couldn't be here that often. Then as my daughter, I turned into a toddler and my son went to kindy, I had a little bit more time. And so I was able to do more things. But three was definitely my weekly maximum of clients because I still had that empathy bucket being emptied. I still had that care bucket emptied because I was having to do all of the things. You know, you've got crying children. You don't want to eat the food you've just cooked. You've got to cook the food for the child to refuse it. You've got all of the things happening. And so you wear out really quickly and that empathy bucket empties. As my children got bigger and older, I was able to see more clients. So primary school, we were up to about five a week. I think I moved it to about eight and I sat at eight clients a week for a really, really long time, remembering I was still nursing as well. And then I dropped the nursing slowly and started lecturing, but I was still sitting at around eight or nine for a really long time. When my kids hit secondary school and my son was able to drive, you know, after we'd gone through the learners and we're finally on the P plate, then I was able to expand. Then I went to 15 clients a week and I could happily sit at 15 clients. When my children started going through teenage angst, it slipped back again to the eight or nine because my empathy bucket is full. So I was full. My books were full. But if we look at someone perhaps who works for someone else in an office, it might be that they do eight people in a day because they are going to a place, the children are organized, they go to after school care, whatever it is. When you're working for yourself, you don't tend to do that. You tend to be doing everything. You're doing it during school hours, but you've got to take the child to school. Then you come home and because you're at home, you tend to do the dishes. All of the things that someone who's working in an office will save until perhaps the kids are in bed at night. You might not have kids. So you might be going, well, I don't have kids. This doesn't, my empathy bucket is still sitting. I'm exhausted. You might be caring for somebody else. But we all live to our capacity. It's like we all live to our financial capacity as well. So if you remember back when you were in school or a teenager and a young adult working, you had enough money to cover your needs. And then you're 30 and the money's increased, but for some reason, you're still not getting the extra luxuries, even though you're earning perhaps double what you're earning as a 20-year-old. Then when you're 50, you're earning maybe double again what you were earning when you were 20, but you still are at capacity. We live to our capacity. That's when you go, well, I can actually afford a new car now rather than this old banger I've got. So we reach our capacity every time. And that capacity is with everything we do. It's with our emotions, with our empathy. It's with our skill set. It's with everything we do, which is why we need support. We need people who can help us to streamline and sort things out. And that's what I do in the 90-day program. I help people to streamline what they're doing so that they're not hitting that empty bucket before 10 p.m. at night when they go to bed or 9 p.m. at night when they go to bed. We don't want people hitting that bucket. And you see that in your clients. 
and you're offering your clients that support, but you yourself, are you seeking support for that empty empathy bucket? Where are you in that empathy bucket? You might be saying, well, I haven't got kids. I haven't got a parent I'm looking after. I'm not caring for anyone, but I'm still exhausted. That's because emotionally, probably what you're doing in your day-to-day job is sucking on that empathy as well. I say to people, if you're going to have another job while you're a naturopath, that other job shouldn't be sucking on your empathy. So teachers who are in a permanent position who are naturopaths really struggle because they've got to do school sport with their class. They've got to do marking. Whereas someone who, a teacher who's going in for the day and doing the day, they come home at night, they haven't got marking, they haven't got planning to do, they haven't got a teacher's homework. A nurse, we go to work, we do the job, we come home exhausted, empathetically exhausted, but we haven't then got extra work to do afterwards. Someone who comes home with homework from their day job is going to really struggle to do naturopathy on the side. And I'm not adverse to people doing naturopathy on the side. Lots of people are like, I really want to do this as my only job. I don't want to do anything else. And that's great. But make sure within this only job, you have other aspects to it. So it might be that you run a program on the side. It might be that you run talks or webinars so that you've got another outlet. Be thinking about that other outlet because we need to spark our imaginations. We need to use the other side of our brain so that empathy bucket gets time to refill. Because where is your empathy bucket right now? Where is yours? You're up in the morning. Are you leaping from your bed? Or did you struggle to get out of bed this morning? Did you play a game on your phone and look through social media and say to yourself, everyone else is doing so well, forgetting the fact that they might be saying, I'm full, I've got a six-week waiting list. I had a six-week waiting list, but I can't go past 15 clients a week without having support in my room, all right? And so 2018, 2019, I had clients coming into my room with me. I don't know, they're all online, but I had people coming into my room, which meant making those prescriptions up myself compounding their prescription or making their herbal mix. So I needed someone else in the room with me so that they could physically do those things. If someone's in an office, a receptionist might be making up those herbs. So you can have half hour appointments, no worries. But a 45 minute follow-up appointment is all I can manage when I'm making up compounds for them myself, if I'm doing everything for them myself. Whereas now I can do half hour appointments because of course I send the prescription off. And I get somebody else to do the prescription for me. They have to go and purchase it themselves. So that takes time or that uses time that I would have otherwise had to use. What is the wording for that? Um, Am I getting that the right way around? But do you see what I mean? Where are you with your empathy bucket right now? Do you need help? And help comes in all forms. Help might be me. Help might be that you need to join the academy so that you get that community, you get that accountability, you get that support because you've done all the courses you're not that confident because you're not seeing so many clients. So it's all about the practice itself. So you need to be in the academy. It might be that you're actually doing okay. You know, you're seeing the number of clients a week, but things aren't so great. Or you're not seeing anyone and things aren't so great. So you want the 90-day program because you want that one-to-one support. It might be that you do want to do another course. It might be that you want to go back to uni and upgrade. It might be that you've already got a degree. You want to do a master's now. You want to specialize in a particular area. What is it that you want to do? How are you going to fit it in? And how are you going to keep empathy? How are you going to be able to keep some of your soul as well as giving everything out to everyone and everywhere? So what is it you need? It might be you need an accountant or a bookkeeper. My bookkeeper was the best thing I ever did in my life. It gave my husband time. It gave me time because I'd force my husband 
to help me with my paperwork to get everything in order once a year, because I only did it once a year. I stayed under the GST cap, desperately stayed under the GST cap because I didn't want to go above it because I was like, how am I going to do bass? I can't do this four times a year. I can only do this once a year. Then I took on a bookkeeper. Hey, my life changed. It was like, yeah, let's jump over that cap. It's all good now. I can expand to those 15 a week. I can do this because it's not a big deal because I've got someone else doing this other job for me. I've got my community. I created groups here in Adelaide so that we could connect. And now I do that online with people. What is it that you need so that your bucket isn't empty? And what is taking out of your bucket? Remembering that we might think, oh, I can do 15 people in a week. And you get 14, say, and then five cancel or rearrange. Why is that? There's a number of things there. That's your systems and your flow. It might be your mindset. It might be what you're sending out to the universe. Yeah. But once I've got my flow, once I've got these people helping me, once I've got systems in place, no one was canceling. I'd have maybe one reschedule a week. So last week I had one reschedule and I noticed that somebody's rescheduled today, but she's only rescheduled to an hour later. So obviously something's come up. She needs to come in an hour later because there was a spot there. But you see what I mean? We've got to think, what is my capacity? Where am I putting my energy? And how can I not be spread so thin? I need empathy in my bucket. I need love. I need that care. I need that what makes me me in my bucket rather than being stretched too thin and too far and I'm too worried and I'm suffering from comparisonitis. What's in your bucket? How full is it? What support do you need? You can book a focus call with me. The link is in the show notes as well. Of course, it's all over my website because I love chatting with people. I love meeting people and you can email me. Love to hear from you. And as usual, if you've made it all the way to the end of the podcast today, then I'd love a review. Please scroll down on whatever system you're on and see how much you enjoyed it and what the learning was for you perhaps in this episode. And obviously five stars. Let's be nice. So it's been great chatting. I hope I've left you with something to think about and I hope you have an absolutely brilliant rest of day and I look forward to catching up with you really soon. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.